Welcome back to Small State Big Takes, episode 170. Opening take for Stephen O. Scott. What do you got? Yo, yo, yo. What the fuck is good? It's the first episode of 2022. That's so whack. We are so old. We're entering the fourth year of this podcast. So for real, if you don't get famous, fuck it. However, big news tonight. You're saying I'm, that. Now I think you're serious. <laughs> we're getting famous. I don't care. No, we're getting famous. I don't care. Um, I'm gonna, you know, that's how I'm gonna open every single podcast until we're famous. Big take. All right, but my other big take is Ken Rosenthal fired. That's the fucking final straw of Rob Manfred's reign as the fucking whatever he is, commissioner. I'm done. He's done. He's done for real. I think I think all goodwill is gone now. If you're gonna run this league like a dictator, like oh, oh you can't badmouth the the main guy and you get kicked out of the league. No, no, no. They can't be having that. Fucking Rosenthal is the final straw for Manfred. Big take. Thank you. It's weird that it's a year later, though. That's the only thing I don't understand. What happened? So I don't. I actually don't know what happened. What Do, do you know what happened? It was like summer 2020 is what they're referencing in terms of like the um, – because he was kept off the air for a while, if you remember, because he – Oh, yeah. So I think it's kind of like uh, kind of a reference to that. And he, he had some post on The Athletic a couple weeks ago about what a deal could look like. Maybe they didn't like that too, but like, I don't know. It is interesting. It's it's so weird though, to have your own network. Like that's, that is tough. That is put tough. you in timeout. What a weird MLB network though. Here's a big take. Their network sucks now. Like their, their analysts are okay of like former players like Pedro and shit, but like their reporters and insiders are garbage. You've got fucking I'll let her. Robert totally, Roflo, totally Robert hilarious. Flores doesn't even count. He's like a host. He's he's trash, as we all know. We've got beef yeah. with him. Peter Gammon's off his rocker. John Heyman's a psycho. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Um, Chris Russo. Chris Russo. Chris Russo just sucks. I don't he know. Does. Scott Braun sounds like the fucking uh, knockoff Justin Bieber agent. That he doesn't sound like a real person. You're right. Scooter Yonder Brown's Alonso. Brother. Did you know he was an analyst, by the way? I'm I found that out. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that weird? Remember when um, everybody thought Manny Machado was one of the White Sox because he was like cousins with them or something like that? Was it like his? I hundred percent believe that that was their idea. <laughs> That's an interesting angle. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how about um, Ken Rosenthal? I'm sorry. Uh, with the Jason saying? Stark is the other one. Actually, Jason Stark's okay. Yeah, I actually like. I him. actually like Jason Stark. But all the other guys you named, like like said, couldn't give. Especially Robert Flores. What a hater. What a yeah. weirdo. Yeah. Strange man. Keep, the analysts, I don't count. Like, you got Kevin Millar, Pedro. Oh, those guys are fine. Whatever. Even fucking. Yeah. Their uh, MLB tonight, I still enjoy because they have good personalities. But as far as, yeah, we're just straight up like reporting and maybe like even just real analysis, because those guys are more like color guys and entertainers for the most part. They're not like writing articles daily and doing that type of analysis for them no they're not like insiders or reporters which is like i don't know like the bassans the even though you know who's even worse big take fucking buster only he's so he's such a i hate him Uh, he's just such a a (laughs) what do you do for the owners he's a puppet he just he's just such a coward i don't know he has pretty he was like pro trevor bauer like dude shut the fuck up he he the only thing I kind of like, he does like 
blatantly point out when teams don't spend money, which I I'm here for because he's always like just destroying the Orioles for not spending any money. And I also think he just hates the Orioles. So he picks on them. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, spend your money, you billionaires. Well, I, I, I'm, be, I'm completely like dead serious. I haven't realized that about Buster. I always, I think as a child, I like Buster only. And then I just kind of like give him the shield <laughs> of like not thinking about him anymore. I just see him on Twitter and like, and just like, yeah, Buster, whatever. It, it, I didn't realize, is he really like a, like a, MLB. He gets roasted in his replies and quotes. Yeah, like really. Knows, like almost every single article he has, he gets ratioed on. It's pretty crazy. I didn't know that. I thought he was yeah. decently liked. What about Tim Gurchin? Is he still liked? Is he okay? He's kind of, he's I don't know if he's that relevant, right? <laughs> Is he right? <laughs> I guess he's not. not. There. I guess hey, not. He's not really. He's not making waves at all. It's just like it's Tim Gurchin. Yeah. Okay. He's, yeah. He hasn't done shit in a while. No, he's. I feel like he doesn't really save that much, but he's better than fucking Buster, though. Although, here's a pro tip. Big take. If you want Buster only to react to your tweets, tweet at him early in the morning. Dude wakes up very early. <laughs> yeah, what? Pro tip. Did, yes, didn't something happen with you and him? Yeah, he's retweeted me a few times. A, One, a couple way? times in college, I was just like, tweet at him early. He's like, Buster. When I didn't realize he was such a fucking puppet. <laughs> before, he was, before he sold his soul to the devil. Yeah. Little did I know. Before he gave his soul over to Rob Manfred to fucking reap the benefits of. Dude, fuck Rob Manfred. Where'd that guy come from? Who even is Rob Manfred? You know what? I want to get a bio on that guy and learn more about him so I can hate him more. Worst fucking whatever he is, commissioner. Damn. Bud Selig rolling over in his grave. All right, Dave. Is he dead? He did die, didn't he? I don't, I don't know. think so. No, he's alive, right? Yeah. I don't think Bud Selig died. Rob Manfred is the oh, devil. Oh, no, he's alive. He's alive. Phew. Sorry. He, he is. He's, he's the devil. Manfred's the devil. <laughs> On earth. I agree. I think Bud Seelig passed away. I'm very blunt today. I think you're just thinking of uh, David Stern. Josh, give us more. Give us more, Josh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't have much I... more. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is clear cut right now. Manfred, devil. You're going to hear from me in spurts during this podcast. I'm just going to say something absolutely ridiculous every five minutes. Okay, I'm in. That's what we need. What else is new in you guys' lives? Well, John Madden passed away, so that was – that sucked, right? Oh, I will say something about that because, dude, that um, documentary had literally me and my dad, like, in tears on Christmas. And then he like died three days later, which is absolutely wild. That was a trip. That was that was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I got just you. like it was like John Madden, he was just like sitting there, like watching these people like talk about him. And they'd obviously cut away from him, but dude, you could just like feel like how important he was and like how important like football was to him. And that just like hits home for me and my dad, you know really progressive too in terms of like the racial divide when he started coaching too for the Raiders oh yeah I didn't know he refused to coach for anyone else that's awesome I was he he retired instead he he just said I'm hanging it up and and then he like basically the premise was he couldn't live without football you know so he found other ways to like be in football and be himself in football and like he didn't even want to be a broadcaster he he but like he was (laughs) he said something like 
you know, I was going on long walks on the beach with my wife and it just didn't feel right. <laughs> Dude, like, it was just pretty crazy. And his wife, he like, and his wife was like, he conditioned me to win, like just to be a winner at everything that we do. And that's pretty crazy. Yeah, me- I wanted to ask you guys regarding, I wanted, I had two topics actually in mind. First one is, what was your favorite Madden game? 05 with McNabb on the cover. That was 06. Was it 06? Yeah, it, was, it was 06. 05 was Ray Lewis. Because that was the first one of the hit stick. That's all I, I just mm. remember that. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah, then it's yeah, whatever McNabb, the McNabb cover was when I really got into Madden. And then from then to like Madden 18, I got them all. How about you guys? Uh, Six was the vision one too, right? Oh eight for me. Yes, it was. Which one was the one with uh, Fitzgerald and Paul Malu? Ten. Ten. Yeah, I think that yeah. one. I played the shit out of that one. We were why. all in it at that time. Yeah, like right through like the end of middle school, high school, like those years were nuts. Two thousand three for me, to be honest with you, Marshall Falk. My brother and I played the fuck out of that. That was yeah. just like. Especially like it just Antoine Smith. I just remember just like only playing with the Patriots ever. And just like in Brady's rating was so trash, but I think I played that even a couple years later too. And it was just like, this doesn't make sense, but that's okay. Got a rating that, of like <laughs> 61 or whatever. Is that PS2 times? Gotta be yeah, right. That's PS2. Dude, all PS- I just sorry. sorry, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say PS2 times men 2001 was the one with Eddie George on the cover, right? Yep. I think. And that was the first dude, one I had, I think. So I used to like just I used to play with Echo United. Like it was like a Mark Echo branded team. It was like a special team you could play with. Oh, cool. Yeah, dude. And they had like Echo uniforms with the Echo logo and shit. <laughs> Pretty funny. I played with the Bengals back in the early games because I liked their helmets. I used to like the Redskins helmet. Till I till I learned. <laughs> I played on um, 64 for those early Maddens. Yeah, I had Sega Genesis for the, I don't even remember the year. It was like physically, like John Madden was on the cover of those games, though. Yeah, before they did athletes on it. Yeah. That was most of the 90s. I think it might have been all of the 90s, honestly. Yeah, because I think, I think you're right, because even Madden 2000, I think he was on the cover. And then, like I you said, so. Eddie George is 01. I think that was the Cole first Pepper. time the player was. 02. I love the Madden cover, like just history. It's so fun to look back and be like, "Oh shit, Peyton Hills, 2012." Like, man, yeah, he's young. It's a shame that there's probably never going to be another Peyton Hillis moment. Because that was back. Remember, remember when Madden covers were like a big deal, like where they'd have like a tournament on ESPN and yeah. like, the fans would vote. That shit was so cool. That's how Peyton Hillis won. Like, we need more of that. Bring it back. Now, can you tell me who Peyton Hillis was against in the championship of that tournament? I don't know. Madden 12. Some weirdo that you were obsessed with. You know, someone Josh is obsessed with. <gasps> Me? Yes, sir. He had to be really bad then. No, it's Michael Vick on the Eagles. Oh, that's oh. right. It was the second, yeah, second rodeo for Michael Vick. Yep. And Peyton Hillis beat him out because the Browns fans went crazy. I just want to say, notice how every one of our favorite Maddens is at least 10 years old, in some cases 20. <laughs> I. I this this year's was horrible. Awful. I I think I 
I'm kind of done with it until they like bring back some retro stuff. Like I want quarterback challenge, man. I want something that's interesting. I don't want to create a player and play some damn. Give me ball. training camps again. Give me it. Give all me the training it. camp mini All games. Madden Those drills. I want all Madden. They were drills. fun. Give me Madden cards. Give me all that shit again. Give me a Madden without Ultimate Team. Yeah, that's a big take. Give me a mat. Give me a sports game without Ultimate Team. I want. I want to see that you're not trying to make money off of people. Put some like love into the game, EA. For real. And, well, that's the thing though. They're just making so much fucking money. They don't even care or notice, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So until people stop watching, Absolutely. like stop actually buying it and. E, e, I don't know because I don't know how it works with EA access to like that deal. But if less people subscribe to that, that would cause the ripple effect. I bet to be like, all right, well, shit, we need to change things up. Why couldn't they theoretically release like Ultimate Team as one like continuous thing? Like it's just you download Ultimate Team and you get the updates. You get the updates. You get the updates. Right. And then you have like Madden, the actual game with the, the mini camps and simulations and, and stuff like that. If you want to throw the story in there, throw the story in there, but tie it to college football, right? Like make it, make it good. Make it like a singular game where you're not like dedicating all this time to ultimate team because that's what it is. I agree. I, it blows my mind. People still pay a full price for this fucking game when it's the same thing every fucking every year. year. For real, it's not even like a it, uh, until we have like a huge breakthrough. And this year you know they were I mean? like, "Oh, we made all these changes to franchise." Literally, like all I did was change the UI, and then yeah. they made a scouting update. And the scouting update came out three months after the game was even released. I should be ashamed. I, and it was a terrible update. They completely changed how it is, and scouting was awful. I played literally one game of Madden in the in like one of these leagues that I usually go in and I was just had negative interest in ever touching it again. Dude, speaking Sad. of, speaking of never touching it again, you know, what we should bring back is Ollie's Madden 11 league. You think we could sign it and play, play it again. Is that, you think it'd be possible? Like the servers? Uh, I don't know. The servers are still up. I doubt they are. To be I don't honest think so. You. Cause even like, I feel like I saw a tweet recently of someone like trying to go to their my player for Madden or NBA 2K from like 2016, and it's like gone, gone. No, the servers would be up, and it's like nope, no. But you can still do sim leagues. Hey Oliver, you know what I thought of, dude? We could do a sim league on Twitch, and you could watch it. No, I was thinking that too because if anybody cares, I bought NCAA college basketball 2010. And yeah. I bought an Xbox 360. The 360 gets here this week. And um, all I need now is to find a controller and power cords. And I'm ripping some NCAA 10. And when I told my brother that, he was like, Sim Leagues? That was literally the first thing he said was oh. 2K Sim Leagues. And if you like, don't I'm down. If you don't know what Sim Leagues are, you're just you're missing out. I don't know. Sim Leagues are you 2K13 was the best game for Sim Leagues. You didn't play a game. All you did was draft, do a fantasy draft, and um, just sim. You sim the whole thing. Games. And you sim everything 20 years, see how good you can do. Like, me and Oliver used to stay up, like, ah, like through the all night, nighter, man. All-nighters with this shit. 
yeah and we just draft a team and all night i'd be like oh my god i have to sign lebron like five years into this sim league because it was like i had just won and i was like oh my god i have to extend them and then you're like worrying about like bird rights and all this stuff like you it's literally like in depth and you have like potential and if you had tobias harris because his potential wasn't yep. a every fucking time like Nasty. you want it you want Alec it like Burr's seven like- years later Anthony Davis, too, honestly, was the big one because he was Yvonne like Shumper one. was always yep. an A-plus yes. potential. Yep. <laughs> like that's For years, like, he was like 29. He still had that. That's also a fun thing to, like, to look back on is, oh, my God, all these guys in 2013 that we all had really high helps for. Mm-hmm. Some of them were late bloomers. Some of them were early bloomers and then bust. Some of them were just complete bust. Like, it's fun, it's fun to go back on that. So. Josh, to answer your question or suggestion, yes, that is definitely in the cards in my uh, in my future coming up here soon. Nice, that's awesome. I think that'll be mad. I hope I hope I am invited. I would love that. Yeah, we'll have to figure out a um, efficient way to do it. I can but just I'll watch the stream, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or just hop in a yeah, hop in a Discord call or something. And yeah, yeah. I'm so down. And upon the John Madden subject, I think I was listening. I don't remember where I was listening to, but they mentioned a Mount Rushmore of football, NFL, just football in general. I want to give you guys mine. And then, so this gives you a second to think about it. Mm. I go John Madden because not just of what he did as a coach, but everything he did after a coach, I think football is not the same. If you take John Madden's post coaching career out of it, out of the equation. So John Madden, Vince Lombardi, Tom Brady, and Jerry Rice are my Mount Rushmore football. This is this is a, a big question here. Wow, it's, this is very loaded. <laughs> I don't. I wasn't prepared for this. Man. I don't. I don't know, man. That, what, what's the Jerry Rice aspect? Like, yeah, what, yeah. Like was your like Marv Levy or like Belichick? I, I see Jerry Rice as arguably the greatest skill position player and what many generations looked up to as being the go I want to be like Jerry I I like and um, you know maybe in another three years I'll put Belichick on over Lombardi when they name it the fucking the Belichick trophy or (laughs) name the coach of the year award after him or something but I tried to take a little bit bias out of it because if I had Brady and Belichick on there that would that would look pretty biased even though you can make the argument for it could make the argument it's also like where we grew up though that's the that's a little bit of the bias too we saw all of that yeah but you also listen to like my dad and even my my grandfather when he was around dude like he was like bill belichick is it he is the mastermind uh i mean you're seeing it right now like i'm you know i was all about brady i was all about like hey this man is winning across the board uh, with the Bucks, it doesn't matter what he has anymore. You know, he came back on the Jets the other day with absolutely zero offense. He had Gronk. Like, that was it. Like, Gronk, I think, had a 100-yard game. Yeah, so, honestly, Brady, yeah. Uh, Belichick, dude, he's winning with a rookie quarterback. Uh, what yeah. more can you say? With almost nothing. He's getting lucky with his running backs. but And the defense is pretty good, but it's not all that great. <laughs> and he's still doing it josh i mean uh ollie that's a hell of a question though bro i'm thinking good, good, good 
good question with a lot of different options. I feel like Madden's a lock in everyone's, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I think, so the caveat there is you, I think you have to include his post-coaching career because as a coach, oh, yeah. yeah, he was great, but it wasn't too long. He no, was he football. Was, yeah, but he but was. He is football, yeah. And he has Matt, obviously, has the video game franchise and everything John Madden related with football, it's not the same without him. So he, yeah. I think. Like what they did for the game. Yeah. yeah. I think you'd. And it's very hard. It is so hard, man, because there's so many people that could go on that Mount Rushmore. But, like, for me, Walter Payton has to be on there just because of the man he was outside of football, you know, and the work ethic that we all hear. I mean, Jerry Rice, too, you know, running up and down hills all day. Like, yeah, I can totally see Jerry Rice. But if it was between, like, Walter Payton and Jerry Rice, I I think I'm taking Walter Payton. And it's just because of, like, the humility of it all and the life that he had. That's a great point. But Paul Brown's Brady. a lock for mine. That's like a that's a big one, right? Because wasn't he yeah. one of the first coaches in terms of like to actually sign like black players and like support them? So mm-hmm. it's that's a tough a question, good. though. That's all you could go in a lot of different directions. Yeah, we could go on for hours about it. I'm definitely going Madden, Belichick. Because I'm taking Belichick over Lombardi because Belichick literally is fucking timeless, dude. Belichick's been like doing this for what? Is, I think I. Like 40 years. Yeah, 42 years, something like that. Like, that's preposterous. It is. And he's, like, the best ever. And yeah. the Patriots, his tenure, the Patriots, you know, they have more uh, playoff appearances now as of this year than the entire history of the Detroit Lions. Wow. Isn't that crazy? crazy? He's made the playoffs 18 <laughs> times out of 20 years. The Lions, since their founding in, like, 1930 or 34, uh, found, 17 times they've made the playoffs. Have crazy. they ever won it all? <laughs> No, they haven't. No, they haven't no. Made it. no. Third. That's so sad. And again, they're like the extreme. They're like the worst franchise, but still, it's, that's just insane to think of. They're up there for like worst franchise in sports history. Oh, yeah. yeah. With some of the greatest players to ever play on their team. Yep. True. Which True. is absolutely wild. Actually, you know, the, the Lions, like when we were in high school, I thought like they were going to win it. Like, or, or like, 2012, 2011, 2012, right? Was that when they had like Stafford, Megatron, Darius Slay as a rookie? (laughs) Like their defense was loaded. Got the best. Reggie Bush, Joyke Bell. Yeah, they were loaded, dude. And Megatron and and Matt Stafford were leading the league in everything. What's cool about that is, you know, Cooper Cup obviously is having this crazy season. And the last player to have this good of a season was Calvin Johnson, right? With Mass Stafford. Mm. And I think the Lions are cursed for firing Jim Caldwell because he got fired after nine and seven making the playoffs. And since then, they've been like the worst team in the in the NFL. Mm. They weren't that bad this year. That's the problem, too. Like they They're pretty bad. They were terrible, but they weren't like the worst team. Like you watch On them paper. play. They had they, they had pretty- some fucking they had some fight. And you know what? I respect. They the definitely have some fight, but yeah. skill wise, they're terrible. Losses too. Yeah, close losses. Like I'm trying. Like, like, like worst team. Like personnel wise, though, they're really bad. Yeah, Jared Goff is really bad. DeAndre Swift is really good, but he was he's been hurt half the season. TJ Hawkinson's really good, but he's had injury problems this year. They don't really have any wide receivers, although St. Brown's coming on as as of late and defensively. Their best players like Trey Flowers, and I haven't heard his name in three years. 
Yeah, they're just they're better than the Jags, though. That's it. Like you know what I mean? I yeah. Clearly. Yeah, are. but going forward, who do you think will be better? Because I don't know. The Jet, the Lions are locked into Jared Goff for at least another year, and I don't know. That's a topic for another day, I guess. But either way, yeah, I do think the Lions are better than the Jags this year. I agree. Oh, I'm all in the Lions. Trevor Lawrence is so bad this year. Wait. Repeat that. I don't think I don't think he's bad, Oliver. I think he he's is uh, having an awful season. Ollie he hates him. He has been dealt a shit hand, and I hundred percent agree with that. In a different situation, he would not be this bad. But he's oh, absolutely, not the golden boy that can overcome all these obstacles being thrown at him. True. You know, okay. A lot of people thought he was like the superhuman. Oh, it doesn't matter. Urban Meyer, oof, he's going to run away with Rookie of the Year. Like he was definitely the odds-on favorite at the beginning of the season, and yeah. If you look and, back now, will would Trevor Lawrence still be taken first overall? Maybe, but um, Mac Jones would be taken second. I mean, oh, that's I don't know about that. I, I don't know about that. I think that's, it would. Why? Well, I mean, the, the whole thing though is like it's just the fit with the Patriots, though. As much as I want to say, like, yeah, Mac Jones, hopefully he'll be the best quarterback out of this bunch. What a situation to come into, where it's like that Patriots team is much better than they were. Their record would indicate last year. He's got, they've got a, the top defense in the league, like two running backs that are studs. I don't know. I just, uh, there was a lot more margin of error for, for Mac Jones than Trevor Lawrence in day one. I'm not, yeah. yeah, I'm not necessarily arguing Trevor Lawrence, but he's looked a lot better. And the Patriots situation, no matter who you put in there, they're going to have the best situation, I think. But yeah, no, exactly. That's what I mean. Better That's than even, I don't know, Justin Fields has had his moments, I guess, but he's been pretty bad. But Zach again, Wilson, his coach was going to get fired. I know, but like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't care if there's some Patriots bias there, but Mac Jones is definitely the smartest QB out of all, all of them as far as football IQ goes, and I'll take that. Take that leadership mentality as well. Is he the most athletic? No, but it doesn't matter. I know. That's the Patriots bias, though, because we're sure. – he's learning from the best. That's the thing. It's like – I don't know. He's not learning from Robert Sala. <laughs> he's learning <laughs> from Bill fucking Belichick. No one sure. no one has mentioned Robert Sala as a contender on their top five football <laughs> list. Maybe in 10 years. I have a question. What if we did switch Trey Lance and Mac Jones? Would Trey Lance do well as a Patriot? I mean, he – I don't I'm know. Very, I feel like no matter where Trey Lance went, we weren't going to know for three years if it was worth it or not. Cam Newton would still be on the Patriots. I agree with that. So? Yeah. Uh, it goes with the same thing that I said last year about Cam Newton with the offense. I just think where the Patriots are at in their offense, they needed a different type of quarterback. And with Trey Lance, you are more like Cam Newton. So what they wanted in their offensive scheme, they, they would have gotten the same product. He's not an under center guy. Like Cam, I mean, uh, Mac Jones is the perfect quarterback for that system. He can do a little bit of everything, but thrives under center, thrives in power run game. It was a dream come true for the Patriots to get Mac Jones falling into their lap. Honestly, it was. They, They couldn't have picked a better quarterback, honestly, in that draft. For their style. I, I still think Trevor Lawrence is better. Um, any other talking points that's on your mind as we approach like this 10 minute warning? 
Yeah, thoughts on Betty White's death? Awful. Legend. I had to be- I, I, I just wish she made it to 100, man. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's so sad. My mom had, I didn't know she had 99. I was talking to my mom about it, and she goes, I got to be honest, there's too much going on in the world for me to care that Betty White died. She's like, <laughs> she's like if I really miss her, if I ever get that feeling like I miss her, I'll just fire up the TV and watch some fucking Golden Girls because that's all I ever knew her as anyway. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good way of looking at it. It's a great take. But shout out Betty White. You know, I'm big take about that. I'm glad it happened in 2021 because if it happened, if it happened on New Year's Day, not saying it would have ruined the year, but Twitter would have acted like it ruined the year on that first day. Twitter would have blown up and it would have been like, oh, 2022 is ruined. Here we are. Set the tone. But luckily it happened New Year's Eve. We can just throw it and just kind of forget it and keep moving. And it's just last year's news. It's last year's news, dude. Unfortunate to put it that way because it's a little bit bigger than that, but. Dude, it's so last year, bro. I'm done. All right. <laughs> Bring back Betty White. That was, that's oh, by the, yeah. by the way, Christian Wilkerson, I, that's that's the one thing I want to bring up. Bro, they found a diamond in the rough. I'm not okay. even kidding you. That guy's pretty good. He looks yeah, awesome. He, he, he looks he, awesome. He had a better game that, like, than Nikhil Harry's ever had here. Yeah, I mean, he's like a great route runner. I, I don't know how this guy was on the practice squ- uh, practice squad anyway. Like, he, he runs routes perfectly. Like, that touchdown he caught, he climbed to the top of the end zone like I haven't seen in a while. Which one? There was two. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see him back in action next week. Hopefully we get to see a little bit more of him going forward. Oh, he's here for the long haul. But big take. I did. I had no clue who he was. He got that first ball. I'm like, who the fuck is that? I remember him in what what's it called? Um preseason. He was kind of a name that was out there for a little while. Yeah. Dude, what a sad game. How how much of that game do you guys watch? I watched about fucking the first, first quarter. Yeah. I watched all of it, actually, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> was it was crazy. awesome. I was rooting for 50, which was, I don't know. That's the best. I love those games. I was I was talking to someone where I was like, one of my the most fun Patriots games ever was that uh, game against the Titans in, like, what, 2010? The snow game. 56-0. That was just, yeah. like, unreal. I just love when they pound a team. I just and think they it's scored so five. That was crazy. In like ten minutes at the end of the second quarter. Yeah, that was like absurd. Oh, that's no I love. I love amazing. a big blowout. Oh, and we should also acknowledge Antonio Brown. How are you guys feel about this? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. This that poor is, dude needs help first and he, foremost. I he feel really bad. does. He does that's badly. Like, I mean, I do to a certain extent, but. At, this is up there with like we don't really know the extent of why Vontae Davis retired at halftime, but this is this is up there with crazy stories for whatever you want to call this. Well, isn't the rumor though? Because even as you hear more story, more like to the story, it sounds like Bruce Arians kind of told him that he was going to get frozen out for the rest of the game or like just benched because he was so close to hitting his incentives. He like flipped out and was like, "Fuck that." I, Which, again, I, if that is the case, that's not right. I agree that if that's the case, I don't think we'll ever know what actually happened. But the, the, the other angle I was hearing was A.B. was hurt. He said, I'm not going back out there. Uh, my ankle's hurting. 
and coach and Arian said, yes, you are, or you're done here. And then that's when he left. I don't like both sides kind of sound like they're coming from the Antonio Brown, Drew Rosenhaus camp, whatever you want to call it. I don't think we'll ever know what actually happened. All I know is that it was crazy when it was happening. Dude, what a year for him too. You think about like, he just coming off that, was it a suspension or whatever that was about the COVID card? Like what mm. the hell is going on with this guy? Obviously he needs some serious help. Like I feel like we're watching a train wreck in real time. Like this has just been like going for years now. Like even like, when was he a Patriot? 2019, 20, right? 2018. Yeah. 20. Yeah. 18, right? last year. That was when lost Raiders. track of time. Yeah. Raiders cut him. I mean, I, I don't know. Like any, I only found out he's only 33 years old or 32, whatever. Like, geez, man, somebody help this dude. Like, what? I don't know what we can do as the lay listeners or recorders of SSBT, but damn, it's just like just what, sad to watch from afar. What's insane about it to me and is like, I don't know, think about how long he was with the Steelers. And again, maybe with something like this, maybe something happened where it built up and got worse and worse. But to not have any stories like this that leaked out while he was with the Steelers and to, like, shout out Mike Tomlin for that. That's fucking That's impressive as hell. Especially with, like, even Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Yeah, Bell too, right. Crazy to think of, like, how he just kept those guys in line to the degree that he did. So it was like they really didn't unravel until after they left Pittsburgh. So that's wild. I wonder about that that Vontez perfect hit. I really do. When he got hit in that that, that game, remember that? Antonio Brown, his head snapped back. I really think that that was, like, the the moment. (laughs) That's my big take. My big conspiracy. Yeah. About Antonio. I've seen that, that theory in the athletic comments, actually. A lot of people are like, ever since then, I don't know. I, I've never looked at like the time of that, but maybe that, there's something to that. Well, like after they started, but, the, but I was reading on Antonio Brown's Wikipedia page this morning as I was uh, getting ready to go to work um, about how he had some altercations back in college too. Like he was doing some crazy shit back then. So I guess we really didn't really know about I don't know, whatever was going on with him throughout his career until recently, it seems. Yeah. Well, I think that's why he went to Central Michigan. He was yeah. He was talented, but he wasn't like – Right. Know, had a rep. I must be – yeah. And then he was drafted late, but he was so talented, obviously, once he got a chance. Yeah. Hopefully, I got to get some help, man. I don't know what kind of help he needs, but he needs it. He's on a Hall of Fame pace, too. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Hey, oh, by the way. Big Ben, tonight, final game? Yes or no? Yeah, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> End it. End this nightmare. Does Miles Garrett kill him mid-game? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wants blood. I think, dude, Miles Garrett is kind of scary. He's a weird dude. Yeah. He's... Remember his Halloween costume? Yeah, or his Halloween Reaper? house. I mean, yeah, that's right. Reaper thing. Yeah, where he had the, the names of all the quarterbacks he sacked. Left Mason Rudolph off like a coward. <laughs> Good call, though. Good call. I know. <laughs> yeah, that, was that was really bad. He could have been canceled twice as hard. That is funny, though, how Miles Garrett really – and, again, I don't really know the ins and outs. I feel like we never tr- heard the true – like, who knows what was really said or not said between them. But, like, he's kind of back in the good graces now of, like, all right, he's, he did his time. Yeah, he's like uncanceled. Like yeah, he almost yeah. killed a man with his bare hands on the on live TV, and we all just let it happen. Like we just all right. Well, he's still a great player though. And fun fact, he's only twenty six. Guy was born in nineteen ninety five. I'm looking at yeah, him. dude's a he's a different he's oh. 
He just turned 26 last week. He's oh a freak. God. Wow. By the way, shout out to that Eccles guy for getting Tom Brady's autograph after he picked him. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I saw people trying to like dunk on him for like doing that. It's like, well, no, he it was an interception. That's why he's doing it. Yeah. Like, that's kind of badass. That's cool. Yeah. Yo, Brady, I picked you, dude. Let me get that. <laughs> Might have you signed this? Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Uh, closing takes for episode 170 and first episode of the new year. Just want to say the uh, reception to the award show was pretty sweet all around on Twitter and via, you know, text or whatever that I was getting. So seems like that was great, great um, all around event. Yeah, we'll definitely do that again at the end of the year for sure. That was a lot of fun. Got a lot of good things coming up this year, baby. And yes, fame sir. being number one. Fame and fortune, <laughs> motherfucker. All of us will be rolling in the dough by the end of it. Pow, pow. Thank you. Shout out G-Baby, of course. Jake New Max there. contract incoming. Dude, I can't <laughs> wait. From Anchor. Whatever they want. Hey, Word up. Marcus yeah. Smart forever, baby. Motion out of Fearless Anchor. That's right, Mo. Jalen Brown, you. foundational piece. True. Yeah, shout out you guys, whoever was going back and forth all last night and this morning with you know, that free phone number so that picks Ayo. Shout out to the year 2012. That was the year I first started listening to the weekend for real. It's all about 2011. I started listening to it a little bit, but 2012, the weekend came out with House of Balloons, one of the greatest albums I've ever heard in my fucking life. He's got a new album coming out Friday. Shout out to the weekend. And shout out to my boy, G Baby! G Baby, looks good. Lifetime award winner, lifetime achievement. Shout out to my boy, James Murph. Listener of the fucking year. Shout out to my boy Alex Fava, who is very close to being a lifetime award winner. He's got to help us with the Twitter game. He knows the truth. But you know what? If you know the truth, real recognize real. Alex Fava listens. Always has, always will. And between him and James Murph for the 2022 Lifetime Achievement Psychopath of the Year Award, you guys gonna have to do it out, baby. Yo, I'm very excited for 2022. You know, I think we've all come to embrace the weirdness of life now. That's where we're at. You know, I'm beyond like pretending that life isn't weird. Like, life is just fucked up at this point, and we're just embracing it. So it's all good. We got many good things to come. I mean, we're going into the fourth year of this podcast. I'm a fucking plumber. Oliver is the host, yet here I am doing these stupid fucking outtrains every week. This is absurd as it is. Life's a bitch and then you die. That's why we listen to podcasts, motherfucker. This has been fun. I enjoy doing this podcast because you guys listen. So thank you for listening. Keep listening. And if you don't, fuck it, we'll quit. There's no quit in SSPT. We're here to stay. And it's because of you. James Murph, G Baby, Alex Fava, uh, Jake Roof, obviously! Jake Roof! Dude, Jake Roof's coming for that fucking listener of the year in 2022, I know it. Shout out Jake Roof. I feel like we didn't give Jake Roof enough appreciation in the last pod for making time out of his fucking day to listen to us. Thank you, Jake Roof. Thank you to anybody that takes the time out of their fucking short time on Earth to listen to this stupid ass podcast. I don't even know what we talk about. 
I just fucking come on here after work, we talk some shit, we bail out, you guys listen, it's fun, we talk shit on Twitter, that's supposed to be big kicks for you. Thank you, once again, we got a big year, a lot of things in store, I love y'all, and I'll see you soon, and you know what, we're getting McPuff on this podcast, that's the final big take of the first episode, we're getting McPuff on this podcast, and we're ironing out, we're gonna forgive him, we're gonna forgive him. But until then, it's fuck McPuff. But you know what? Until we get him on, fuck McPuff. We're getting McPuff on this year, I promise. Shout out, GB.